Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. This morning, I want to interrupt our topic of love for a few minutes and talk about the couples conference I'm doing on Friday night, September 15th, and Saturday morning, September 16th. It's going to be held at Cloverdale Church of God, which is on South Cloverdale Road between Victory and Amity. The actual address is 3755 South Cloverdale Road. The conference is being sponsored by Christian Living Magazine. There are four teaching sessions. Session one begins Friday night at 7 p.m., and it's titled, Mum's the Word. Here are some of the topics that I'll be covering in this session. An overview of my mutual understanding method and how it came to be. Relationships and managing emotional energy. How differently men and women view relationships. Covenant marriages versus consumer contracts. Hopes, dreams, and desires versus expectations. Expectations and debt-debtor relationships. And what to do with our hopes, dreams, and desires. We begin Saturday at 8.30 in the morning with a complimentary continental breakfast. Session 2 begins at 9 a.m. The title of Session 2 is Sub-Who. Here are some of the topics I'll be covering in this session. The Counter-Cultural Message of Jesus with Emphasis on John 13 The Cultural Setting for Ephesians 5 An Overview of How the Greeks, Romans, and Jews Viewed Marriage Ephesians 5.22 The Wives Submit Passage in the Oldest Greek Manuscripts Mutual Submission What and How The Most Controversial Part of Paul's Teaching in Ephesians 5 and the effect of expectations on your ability to submit or love. Session 3 is titled, Six Divorce Predictors. Here are some of the topics I'll be covering in this session. A brief overview of Drs. John and Julie Gottman's work in the Gottman Institute in Seattle. My experience in training at the Gottman Institute. Discussion of the six divorce predictors and their antidotes as listed in the Gottman's best-selling book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Discussion of the number one communications rule. Until the emotions of the situation are dealt with, the facts don't matter. And emotional triggers and how to deal with them. Session four is titled The Choice. And here are some of the topics I'll be covering in this session. What to do when what we expect doesn't match what we experience. A look at 1 Corinthians 13 and the choice that all happy couples make. A look at the recommendation from the 20-year study of happy couples as reported in the book, The One Thing You Need to Know. Obstacles to making the right choice and how to resolve them. The conference will conclude about 12.30 p.m. Early bird pricing is still available until the end of August. You can register by going to the home page of my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and clicking on the 
Click Here button on the Information and Registration block. You can also download a brochure there. Each conference attendee will receive a packet with the following. Notes and fill-in-blanks for each session. Circles of Life Sheets, which you'll find out what those are for when you get to the conference. My Day Sheet, a short paper I wrote titled Marriage, God's Design, a recommended reading list, an emotional needs questionnaire by Dr. Willard F. Harley, Jr., a conflict card, and information on the MUM three-step connection plan. You know, if you have a pulse, you have issues. And when two people with issues say, I do, the issues don't go away. They compound. And thus, there are no marriages without issues. You know, I read this statement the other day, and it's really quite interesting. It's not a requirement to be sick to get better. And that goes for relationships, too. So join me as we take a fresh look at marriage relationships through the MUM filter. It's going to be a fun and educational time. Well, now back to our topic of love and our guides, Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott. In our remaining time today, we're going to look at some of the tips from the parrots for making love last a lifetime. One of them is cultivate passion. The loss of passionate romance is a common complaint whether couples have been married one year or 25 years. It is unrealistic to expect the exhilarating peaks of passion to remain constant. But marriage in no way requires passion to be put on ice. Love grows less exciting with time for the same reasons that the second run on a fast toboggan slide is less exciting than the first. But as any long-term, happily married couple can tell you, the excitement may decrease, but the real pleasure can still increase. And science agrees. A study of high school seniors and a group of couples who had been married more than 20 years found that both groups had a more romantic, passionate view of love than couples who had been married less than five years. The researchers concluded that high school students had not given up their romantic view of love, and the older couples were enjoying boomerang passion as a result of their long-term investment in tending to their marriages. What are the secrets of these thriving older couples? How do they rekindle the sometimes flickering flame of passion? According to author Norman Wright, here are three of the strategies of happily married couples. Practice meaningful touch. Sex therapists have long known what successfully married couples soon learn. Affection in the form of touching is not only a preliminary to making love, it is a language that speaks more eloquently than words. Sheldon Van Auken, writing about his marriage to Davy in the book A Severe Mercy, illustrates the profoundness of touch. Davy had crept near to me, still crouching, and I put my arm around her, and she snuggled close. Neither of us spoke, not so much as a whispered word. We were together. We were close. We were overwhelmed by a great beauty. I know that it seemed to us both that we were completely one. We had no need to speak. Meaningful touch is the language of passion. 
Plan mutually enjoyable experiences. Being married doesn't mean the fun has to end. Successful couples work diligently to associate their partners with positive experiences. Romantic dinners, trips to the theater, and vacations never stop being important to them. Passion plummets when a spouse begins to associate their partner primarily with dirty clothes thoughtlessly dropped on the floor, barked-out orders, crying, and nagging. Passion can only survive and thrive if the couple continues to date even after they marry. Compliment your partner daily. The most important element of romantic passion for both husbands and wives is to feel special. Not only do they want to feel sexually attracted to their mates, but they want to know they are appreciated. Compliments feel good, both to give and to receive. So, to paraphrase a James Taylor song, shower the person you love with compliments. When it comes to passion and marriage, the bottom line is that the intensity of early passion is only the beginning. Think of it this way. I'm told that a jetliner from Seattle to New York uses 80% of its fuel in takeoff. A tremendous amount of energy is required to get the plane launched so it can reach a comfortable cruising altitude. The takeoff, however, is only the beginning. The cruise is the important part of the journey, and it requires a different kind of energy, one with more sustaining and even power. By cultivating a deep-rooted passion, you can avoid years of needless marital turbulence and enjoy soaring at altitudes never imagined. Cultivate Intimacy Ideally, husbands and wives are best friends as well as lovers, sharing dreams, interests, fears, and hopes. But according to Stacy Oliker, a sociologist and marriage expert, the gap between true intimacy and real life remains wide. Only a small minority of couples experience genuine intimacy. You may ask, how could this be? Well, Olicker claims that marriage partners seek to fill this gap by being more intimate with close friends than they are with their mate. In her book, Best Friends and Marriage, she states that many women, for example, seek out friends or relatives before confiding in their husbands. Similarly, when men were asked to name the person they would be most likely to talk with about their future dreams and ambitions, Close friends outnumbered wives. Does this mean that married people shouldn't have close friends? Well, absolutely not. But it does mean we need to take special care to cultivate intimacy in our marriages. Here are a few things the parrots say we should keep in mind. Spend time together. One of the great illusions of our age is that love is self-sustaining. It is not. Marriage expert Dave Mace says, Love must be fed and nurtured. First and foremost, it demands time. Studies indicate that marital happiness is highly correlated with the amount of time spent together. Schedule lunches together, or no television nights at home. Heart-to-heart talks don't happen on the go. Listen with a third ear. Studies on intimate sharing indicate that not really listening is the most fundamental error couples make. 
We have a tendency to interrupt our spouse or be impatient while they are telling a story. But intimacy is cultivated when we patiently listen. Well, our time is gone for today. Again, the Couples Conference is going to be Friday evening, September 15th, and Saturday morning, September 16th. The conference is sponsored by Christian Living Magazine and will be held at Cloverdale Church of God. Go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, to download a brochure and also to take advantage of the early registration discount. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.